Welcome back to Drop the Subject with Allie and James Simmons. And we are on now with Brandon Kyle Goodman from Modern Love. He's been a writer on Big Mouth and he is starring in a new Netflix film that is coming out this Friday called Feel the mm-hmm. Beat. Brandon, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. We were hey, just yeah. talking about before we came on air, our significant others leaving shoes around the house. And I'm one of those. <laughs> I'm one of those people who leaves my socks everywhere. And it seems your oh. husband leaves his shoes everywhere. He leaves his shoes. He leaves his shirts. He leaves his tank tops. You know, <laughs> he leaves it all. He just wants uh-huh. to make sure you know where to find him. Yes. He like leaves me a little trail, <laughs> a little trail to find him. Uh-huh. That's what my husband says the same thing. He's like, don't you want to see me and smell me everywhere? Like, don't you just want to be all in my essence and everything? No. 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 I have, I have these nice little fragrant candles. I like to smell that. I like, to, <laughs> I like my candles. <laughs> I want creme brulee in my nostrils. <laughs> Right. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Brandon, let's talk about, obviously, you've been doing a lot of different things. You've been writing, you've been acting. But first, let's talk about Feel the Beat. What's the movie about? What was it like? Tell us all about it. Yeah, so Feel the Beat, uh, it stars Sophia Carson, uh, who plays April. And basically, April is this Broadway dancer who gets thrown off of Broadway because she you know, does something that's not so nice. Uh, And she ends up back in her small town called New Hope, a very small little country town. Uh, And she has to uh, teach the girls at her old dance school. uh, And she's going to put them into dance competitions and hoping that that will allow her to get back to Broadway. So I play her neighbor who becomes her friend, Deco, um, who supports her from New York while she's in New Hope and then actually ends up coming to New Hope to help her and the girls get ready for competition. Uh, And what I keep saying that I love about my character is that he's black and queer unapologetically, but that's not his storyline. Like there's no conversation about his blackness. There's no conversation about his queerness. He shows up, people accept him, they love him, he loves them. And also you'll see his his fashions are just divine. Uh, his, <laughs> his first scene, he shows up in a leather kilt uh, and these high Gucci boots uh, in this small country bumpkin town and no one bats an eye. He doesn't bat an eye. And so that fearlessness of him and that, that unapologeticness about who he is authentically, I just soaked up so much and brought home with me uh, when it was all said and done. I'm excited to hear that there's this, you know, for so long in Hollywood and, and wherever, that it's it's, oh, there's maybe a black character and it's a queer character and that's their storyline. Like that's as deep as it goes, yes. you know, period, period, full stop. And then, yes. but I, I like to hear that you get to play this character and all of his gloriousness. Does the character uh, identify as he? Does the character Yes, he does. Pronouns? He does identify as he, okay. yes, yeah. Did you get to have some input in that in terms of like how you wanted the character to be displayed and the fashion and the pronouns? I mean, there were some, you know, he's a... I like to say that he's a very memorable part. So he's in there in the beginning and he comes in the end. And so I wanted to make sure that he wasn't flat and that he wasn't a trope. So me and the director, Alyssa Down, really had a lot of conversations. They had, they definitely came to the table with a lot of ideas, but she had mentioned and had you know, expressed the reason that she wanted to hire me was because I identified as queer and she wanted that authentic voice. So they were very, very open to the conversations about how we wanted to display them. One of my favorite moments is, so you'll see that Deco has different color hair in every scene, but there's a scene where he is putting April to sleep and there was a conversation 
conversation of him being in jewels and having his hair colored. And I asked for that to not be the case, that he just be going to sleep. And it's like those little things that you don't think about, but that's what makes it a full person and not just a fabulous gay black man. You know, it's like Mm. he, he is a person. And so we did have a lot of those conversations about how do we bring out the fullness of this person and not just have him be an accessory. Yeah. And I think it's those conversations are happening more and more, you know, movies like Booksmart. And there are a lot of movies where there's diversity without commenting on it all the time or making that Mm -hmm. the the plot point for that character. You're seeing characters that are just gay or just diverse and it's not a part of their entire identity or storyline. And I think it also speaks to the collaborative environment that you're talking about where the whole production team just needs to act as a team, right? So if there's somebody like you, you're a black queer man, you can say like, you know, this kind of stuck out to me. And then you're like, okay, cool. Let's use that to improve versus this hierarchy and keeping it as this rigid who makes the decisions around here. I I like to see that in Hollywood. And it seems that that is a great way to create change in Hollywood right now. Absolutely. I think the people in power, it's about making sure that you stay in conversation with the people who's had the authentic experience, right? Like if you're a white man writing a gay character, you want to talk to a gay person and make sure that if you have a queer actor in that in that role that you're listening to them when they say this doesn't sound right or I don't know if I would dress like that instead of being like no it has to be it's like well I live the experience of a queer black man so I'm gonna bring something different than you will so it's it's the listening that I think as you just pointed out is so important just as importantly Ali having queer writers Mm-hmm. writing and, and having yes. black queer writers or, you know, BIPOC queer people at the table making these decisions before yes. so that even then the onus isn't necessarily on, okay, I'm the actor, I'm going to portray this person, but, you know, yes. now here I am, the black queer man on set, and so I'm trying hard to make this not a trope and represent this, who how I believe this character should be and keep this job and be true to myself and all There's of those so different much. things. <laughs> There's so <Yeah>. much. <laughs> trying to, like, not be, because ultimately, like, the, the most satisfying situation as an actor, as a writer, is when you don't have to be the authority Right. When there's multiple queer people, multiple people of color, you get to have a conversation and it gets to expand as opposed to if you're the only person, it's kind of like, well, it's my way or the, you know what I'm saying? I enjoy the conversation. I enjoy being pushed and pulled, which you don't get when you are the only person that represents that identity. So I'm, you know, I'm hoping that in TV and film that we'll start to expand how many queer people are on set, how many POC people are on set. It's important. We're talking to Brandon Kyle Goodman from Modern Love. He's been a writer on, or he is a writer on Big Mouth, and he's starring in a new Netflix film called Fill the Beat. And we will talk more about um, what it is like in the writer's room, because I'm sure that's a whole separate conversation. And also talking about some of the things that you've been speaking up about on social media. We'll be right back with more Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. We are on with Brandon Kyle Goodman, a writer and an actor. He is in Feel the Beat, which comes out this Friday on Netflix. It's a great story starring uh, Sophia Carson and, of course, Brandon. And you also are a writer on Big Mouth. And I wanted to ask you, do you feel like there's been more diversity in the writers' rooms? When we left off, we were kind of talking about all the pressure being put on like, okay, you're the diversity checkbox. What do we do? (laughs) You know, is it becoming more 
more diverse? Is Big Mouth diverse? What are you seeing in writing rooms right now in Hollywood? I think in general, no, it's not diverse enough. Mm -hmm. I think in general, across Hollywood, there's more diversity to be done. I have a lot of friends of mine who are writers of color or queer writers, and they tend to be the only one if they're lucky one of two. So in general, there's a lot of work to be done. What I will say about Big Mouth is that Big Mouth has done a really good job of expanding who they bring into the room and making a conscious effort to say, okay, we do need to have diverse voices because we want to tell more stories than just for our white cisgender heterosexual characters. We want to be able to talk about puberty and how it affects all different people. Uh, and in order to do that successfully and authentically, you have to have those voices in the room. And what I will give my bosses credit for is that they do listen. If we say, mm, that's not it, they don't fight us on it. They might ask mm. more questions so that they can get a deeper understanding, but they're not trying to push back or like puff up, which I think happens a lot. I think a lot of times the, the token queer writer or the token uh, writer of color in a room might say something, which is already hard to be the only one in the space and have to be like, hey, by the way, that's inappropriate right. or whatever it is all by yourself and not have somebody to back you up with that. That's already difficult. But then to have the people in power kind of shut you down and not take it seriously, then you've just done a diversity hire for diversity hire's sake. You're not actually interested in the inclusion of it. I think that those two things go together, right? Diversity and inclusion, I think, have to be linked. You can have a diverse space and keep your diverse hires to the side. You bring them around, you trope them around, you say, we have, do we have a Black person on our show? So, But it's like, but are you including them? Are you putting them in positions of, of power? Are you giving them power to impact how we tell these stories and how we move through? And so luckily, Big Mouth is doing that. But I don't think that's happening enough across the board yet. I love what you're saying about that. And I, I love it. I, I hope it continues to change as well. And speaking of change. Yes. And speaking of diversity and inclusion, let's talk about good ally versus effective ally. Brandon, <laughs> yeah. who, uh, for those of you listening who don't know, Brandon had already had a, a nice following on Instagram and whatever and this whole thing, but kind of blew up with a video, good ally, ally versus effective ally. And at least on Instagram, I think it's pushing 600,000 views. I think, I think it has more views elsewhere. I, I really want to know like, where did that come from? Cause you had a lot of fire under that very, yeah. very focused, directed, like passionate fire, but some fire. And I was like, this came from somewhere. This came from yes. a conversation or it came from a lifetime of being a black queer man. I don't you know, like where to come from. I think it's a combination, but I think, you know, my uh, kind of trigger to put that specific video out is I had just come from the LA March, which I think something like 50 to 100,000 people showed up for that March down Hollywood Boulevard, which is amazing. And it was also the week of amplifying melanated voices and people had put up black square, which was a little tricky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <which was> a <laughs> little, we we talked like, a lot about that. I woke up to like black square. I like, know. What is happening? That said Black Lives Matter. And you're like, <laughs> you're like that no <laughs> no 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 so i felt the energy of that first week and the momentum of that first week and what often happens because this isn't new right is something is really trendy and then it kind of fades away and so to me it was like okay people feel really good that a hundred thousand people showed up but that's just a march that is an mm -hmm. action mm -hmm. so i really felt it was important to talk about there has to be a momentum that you choose to keep as the marches 
die down, as the posts die down, as an ally, you have to keep that energy. You choose to remember the stakes and to keep doing work all the time. And I, I wanted to specify that I thought a good ally was the person who had good intentions, who was like, I'm going to show up to this march and I'm going to donate to this thing. But then it kind of fades away as opposed to the effective ally who's like, oh, there are action steps that need to continue to be taken. Some of those action steps are emotional, right? Like there's things that you have to unpack about ways in which you may have behaved oppressively to friends or colleagues. At the same time, there are things that need to happen politically and socioeconomically. There are places that you need to show up. And also wanting to highlight that there are the big things, right? We got an election coming up. That's like a a very big thing. But don't let that deter you and be like, that's so overwhelming. There are small things, right? There's your grocery store. What's happening at your grocery store, right? What, mm. How is that manager treating that Black woman in front of you? And what are you doing about it? Where are you buying your products? Are you looking for Black businesses to invest in? When your kids are going back to school, what's their curriculum? Is it just a bunch of white writers? Are they just reading Great Gatsby? Or is some Toni Morrison in there? Is there some, you know, really finding out in your circle and in your space, what's going on, getting curious about what's going on and taking action once you find out what's happening. That to me is an effective ally and that is the only way to not just change the system, but burn it down and rebuild it. Because the system is, as somebody said, the system is working. The system was built by some white men who were slave owners. So the system works, right? It has to be completely burned down and we got to build it anew. But that takes curiosity. That takes a raising of your consciousness and being willing to say, what are my Black friends going through? What are these queer people going through? And how can I, as a good human, as an effective ally, show up for them? There's so many wonderful things that you just pointed out, because when all these protests began, you know, we've had a lot of amazing guests and there's been a lot of education and a lot of amazing and uncomfortable conversations that we've had that have been so, so, so important that will change, hopefully, the way people think and and kind of burst that bubble. And so then the next time you do go to the grocery store, you think about something that you didn't necessarily think about before and you're using this time to get educated but also making sure you save your energy for later because this is something we're supposed to be doing for the rest of our lives this is not something we're supposed to be doing for two weeks so you know it's like you gotta put breadcrumbs and not exhausting yourself right away people say it's not a sprint it's a marathon and i like to marathons finish in a day right it's longer than (laughs) you know it is much longer than a marathon this is a, a complete shift of how our society operates. And there are going to be uncomfortable and hard, difficult moments. And so it's like, you just got to be ready for that. You know, you just got to keep doing the work. I love this. We'll, we'll leave on this, Brandon. This was my, my favorite thing. I think you said you, you started and you closed your video with this good intentions and never dismantled a system. <laughs> I mean, going down, you're going down in the history books, Brandon, with that quote, like that, yeah. that's why I blew up. Very good. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I wish we could talk to you like all day long and keep yes. it going, but we, we definitely want everyone to please, please check out the movie that drops on Netflix this Friday. Friday, feel the beat. Also, Brandon, we always like to give y'all an opportunity to let the kids know where to find you. Oh, yes. I'm on Instagram and on Twitter at Brandon K. Good. That's where you can find me. (laughs) Thank you so much, Brandon. We'll talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you, guys. 